The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss strategies with innovative technology to create virtual experiences. Joining us is Daniel Moss, who is the co-founder and lead strategist at We and Goliath, which empowers organizations to host more meaningful, inspiring online events. So far this week, Daniel and I have talked about next-level virtual event production, and yesterday we talked about promoting your virtual events. Today we're going to wrap up the conversation talking about driving engagement when you're actually running your virtual events. All right, here's the last part of my conversation with Daniel Moss, the co-founder and lead strategist at We and Goliath. Daniel, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks. Fun to continue the conversation. Excited to land the plane and wrap up what we're talking about when it comes to virtual events. We talked about, well, when you're running a virtual event, what do you need, right? What's the gear you have? How do you actually get virtual butts and virtual seats? What are you going to do for your promotion? I think my summary of all those conversations is you don't need a ton of gear. Get a $100, $150 microphone, same for a webcam or speaker, but get some lights, get an Ethernet cord, and most importantly, get people to actually pay attention to what you're talking about. And you have to do your planning and organization early, and then it comes to the day of the events. I've got my gear. I've got my lights on. I've got my Ethernet cord plugged in. I'm ready to actually speak. How do I get people to pay attention to what I'm talking about? Let's come back to the first conversation we had and this idea of presentation style sessions versus interactive sessions. For your presentation style sessions, I want you to think about elevating your production style with the graphics, the video clips, with a really strong host and probably pre-recording some sessions so that it's worry-free. But with these interactive sessions like trainings, workshops, groups, board of directors, you know, where people really need to interact. You want to really think about how can we maximize that interaction during the event main session, between the sessions, in networking and, and booths and messaging. So often we sort of forget about this kind of content when we're scheduling a conference. We're mostly thinking about how are we going to educate? What are we going to get across? But when you're attending a conference, what are we really looking forward to? It's often the networking, the relationships that we build, and the experience. So make sure that you plan enough time, first of all, for these alternative quote unquote type sessions, networking sessions, icebreaker content, breakout rooms in your meetings, give people a chance to communicate with each other, with you, pull on the wisdom of your crowd. 
especially if you have an expert audience, they want to contribute not only to learn. So I would say the first thing is remember the importance and the joy of participation and schedule that in. Don't forget about the forest family fun, everyone. We're all going to get together in a room. We're all going to say something silly about ourselves, do our icebreakers. And as much as that might sound painful, it actually does add value. It lets you announce yourself to the people that are in the group, in the organization, and understand who they want to have as their networking targets throughout the rest of the event. So it's not all just about the song and dance of the presentation. Talk to me about the forced family fun, as I call it, the breakout rooms, the non-traditional event spaces when it comes to virtual events. Are people actually doing effective networking in virtual events, or is this all just we're thrown into breakout rooms that are digital and there's awkward silence and people go to the bathroom and forget to turn off their webcams? Breakout rooms can be amazing and they can be done poorly. And same with networking. I wouldn't think of breakout rooms as a networking experience. I think there's dedicated tools for breakouts and for networking. So we like table-based networking tools, tools like Remo, Wonder, et cetera, where you sit around a themed table more than a Zoom breakout room where you get to move on your own between named rooms. You can do that with Zoom breakouts, but it's a little more fun when you see people moving around and you've got the themes. I recommend scheduling in one, at least one of those types of sessions in a conference. Then connecting people in networking based on maybe their job title, their description, their topics of interest for one-on-one -on -one conversations and using the technology to facilitate that usually promotes the most useful networking. Then networking with booths that may happen in a virtual conference booth. Again, schedule in that content. Often your sponsors aren't getting enough value from your virtual events because you're not scheduling in the expo booth and the networking time. But if you tell them, now's the time to visit our sponsors, here's the benefit our sponsors are offering, here's how you connect with them, maybe you can set up appointments, they get a lot more value from that. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. <music> 
how do I get my virtual headphones? How do I get my virtual pen cup? All the swag that I'm supposed to get. Half the reason to go to a conference is the drinks and the swag. Are people doing anything like that in virtual events or is we're all just cutting our budgets? Virtual swag bags are definitely a thing and they can be personalized just like you do at an in-person event. You find the right company who will do printed materials, swag. I love getting freebies from your sponsors and put in little food items or gear or promo codes, coupon codes, special offers for services, all that stuff's useful. And then think about if you're having some interactive sessions, do something that people can show on screen as well. Like emoji cards on popsicle sticks would be a really fun one that I've done before. So instead of just like clicking thumbs up or typing, I like it, you ask your audience, hey, raise your smiley face card whenever you're happy. You can get playful and bring in your brand in creative ways. Or even if you are sending a mug with your logo, have everybody take a selfie and you've got your 50 people in your Zoom gallery view. And that's a nice takeaway. My virtual wine tasting, which turns out to be just drinking at home by yourself, always a fan <laughs> favorite. Let's talk about the end goal here when it comes to event. It's not just about giving your swag away. It's not just about getting people in the same room. There's some business results that we need to think about. How do you tell whether your virtual events are successful or not? Like everything, it depends on the type of event you have. Let's say if you're a nonprofit organizing a conference and it's more education and networking focused, you'll have very different goals and data that you want to track. So you're mostly looking at attendance, engagement, volunteer signups, donations, that kind of stuff. If it's more of a B2B event, you're focusing on maybe selling or making your sponsors happy. And you want to look at data of how many people are engaging with our sponsor booths, downloading materials from those sponsor booths, maybe pre-reads or signing up, clicking call to action buttons in those booths. Or if you're selling your own services and products through your event, you're probably going to be doing that through your website. So directing them to a landing page. And I would recommend using some dedicated tracking. So have the links that people are clicking in your chat have a tracking code. Coming back to the remarketing point, right? That can trigger a remarketing post event so that you're running ads, not just to attend the event, but to take that follow-up action after the event. And you've got your dedicated medium and source in your Google Analytics tracking so that your ad team knows those sales came from the event. They didn't come from XYZ other campaigns. Yeah, there's a couple different ways to skin the cat here, and it depends on what the purpose of your event is. But the good news is when you're running digital events, it's a little easier to quantify what's happening in a digital medium than an IRL event where you actually have to collect your business cards and manually type things into your CRM. It's a thing of the past. We're not doing that anymore. Well, Daniel, I appreciate you coming on the show and telling us a little bit about the new wave of virtual events. Thanks for being my guest. Thanks so much, Ben. Great to talk with you. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Daniel Moss, the co-founder and lead strategist at We and Goliath. If you'd like to get in touch with Daniel, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can visit his company's website, which is weandgoliath.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Schaap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. 
And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.